Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the word of God, as we do every day, talk about it, try and understand it, pray over it and allow it to affect our lives because the word of God is powerful above all else. So glad to have you along with me today. <clears throat> we're, we're finishing up today a series on the prayers of Paul. And although so far we've been looking at what Paul prays for us as believers and what we should be praying for ourselves as believers and what we should be praying for other believers to, to understand our calling, the inheritance in Christ, our strength, our, our, to know the love of Christ, to know the will of God. These are things that we should be praying. And I want to urge you to remember these things and write them down and to be praying them. So often as Christians, we're not praying about the things that Paul prayed for. And I'm sure we, we can pray for all kinds of things in our Christian life. That's fine. We can ask. I mean, the scripture says, ask, you shall receive. There's plenty of room to be asking. But let's make sure we're asking the things that scripture says we should be asking and focusing on the things that scripture says we want to be focusing upon. And as we finish this series, I want to look today at a prayer, not so much that Paul prayed for us, but that he instructed us to pray for others. And I just can't help it because this, I think, is, I think all of Paul's prayers are often ignored and not prayed for that often. We teach about them and talk about them, but I don't hear them prayed for that often. And this next one that we want to talk about today also I feel is greatly neglected. So let's get 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verses uh, 1 and, excuse me, chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2. First of all, then he says, first of all, this is not something you take it or leave it. This is not something you can do if you feel like it. This is not something to fit in at the end of the schedule or the church calendar. First of all, he says, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. When was the last time you prayed for the leaders and authorities in your life? Do you pray for them? Do you remember to pray for them? It's so easy to forget. Now, it's, not, it's pretty easy for us to remember to complain about them, to be upset about them, to feel like we got to do something about it. And indeed, we do need to do something about the rulers and authorities in our lives that are not ruling properly or not using the authority entrusted to them properly. We need to pray for them. And of course, we also need to pray for those who are using it properly, that they, be, that they stand firm and they be strong. What kind of spheres of leadership are we talking about here? Usually, when I see this, he says rulers for kings and all who are in authority. And I think that's really true, obviously. But there's another set of people as well. There's political leaders. And so we should be praying for our president, our senators, congressmen, our court justices, our, our uh, governors, mayors, the executives, the legislators, the judicial branches. We should be praying for these people. They have tremendous power. They have great influence over people. We should pray for them. 
We should pray for teachers and educators. I know in the last couple of years, it's, there's been an awakening amongst parents about what in the world are our kids being taught. This is, shall we say, ground zero now. People are realizing in the cultural war that the education of our young people is so vital. And it's not just reading, writing, and arithmetic. That went out the window generations ago. Education teaches us, it doesn't just teach us how to think, it does teach us what to think, how to view the world, how to see the world, how to understand our place in the world, the old college questions. And parents, you've got to understand, this is what education's about. You can't complain and say, oh, I just wanted them to teach my kids math and science. That's not what education does. It never was. Education teaches a person how to view the world and how to live in it. We want a God-centered education, of course. We talked about this recently, a couple weeks ago, quite a bit. But we should be praying for educators, administrators, school boards, university faculty. We should be praying for these. These people have tremendous influence and power, and we should be praying for them. We should be praying for business leaders. For years, if you've been in a big corporation, you've probably felt pressure to have to celebrate the LGBT and things that you feel are wrong, and, and, but it's part of the, the uh, business culture now. And we should be praying for CEOs. My goodness, look at uh, this just this week, Elon Musk, how you know used some of his CEO power and some of the money he's made, buys into Tesla, or excuse me, into Twitter, and uh, he may be changing this, um, he may be bringing some change to this vital area of, of how people communicate nowadays, the public square in our country today, and bringing change to it. And we need to be praying for people like him. Uh, entertainment leaders. I know we're concerned about moves that Disney has made recently and things they promised to do, or shall we say threatened to do. We should be praying for these people. We need to pray for them. We need, to, we need to ask God, media leaders, the people who give us our news, give us our information, the networks, as well as the big tech, as I said, Twitter, Facebook, social media, place like this. And let's not forget church leaders. We need to pray for our church leaders and because they also are an authority and they also lead us. And we need to be praying. It's easy to complain about them when they don't do what's right. It's easy to complain about any leader. And indeed, God calls us to pray for them. First of all, then, I urge that. Why is that? It's interesting the power we have in, in Christ. We talked recently about our calling, <clears throat> that in Christ, we, we have been called, in Ephesians 1, 17, that we would know the hope of our calling. And our calling is that we are seated with Christ and will be glorified with Christ. Now look where Christ is in Ephesians chapter 1. In Christ, it talks about the great power that is found in Christ. When God raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. It's interesting. Jesus, his place is he's above all rule and authority power and dominion, and every name that is named, and not only in this age, but also in the one to come. We're to be praying for our rulers and all who are in authority. Jesus is in a place above all rulers and, and authorities. And so we are to pray 
that these rulers and authorities honor him and submit to that authority. And by the way, we are in this seated with him, Ephesians 2, 7, 6 and 7. We're seated with him. And we're to pray that that we, we are, in one sense, we are under these people, under their influence, under their leadership, under their rule here on earth. Now, obviously, entertainment, you only let them rule if you watch it. But edu- we're under the educators. We're under our political leaders and so on. But we're also over them in Christ. And we have a place of, in prayer, we have a place of authority. We pray from a place of authority. Because we say that they are to be subject to Christ. They're to honor Jesus Christ. And if they don't, they're in rebellion. So he is, at, again, Jesus is seated at God's right hand, far above all rule in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion. Now over in Ephesians chapter 6, we read that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against who? The rulers and the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. We see the same language. The same language you find in 1 Timothy 1, chapter 2. We see it in 1, excuse me, the same language we find in 1 Timothy chapter 2. We find in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, and in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And so we enter into this struggle and this battle, a battle that we accomplish as we pray. Folks, we're, you and I, we're all concerned about things that are happening in the world. It's, we've always been. We live in a world where, where the struggle between good and evil, it's, it's going to be going on until Christ returns. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes we, we have victories, sometimes defeat, sometimes great victories, sometimes great defeats. Don't grow weary in this, and don't grow weary in praying. God answers prayers. And I I know I don't understand all of how this works, to be honest. I know that Paul has given us an urgency. Pray, first of all, 1 Timothy. This verse in Ephesians 6 is talking about prayer and the spiritual battle. We battle it with truth. We battle it with prayer. We battle it with righteousness. We battle it with the gospel. So the gospel goes forth. Our place of being seated with Christ in authority over these authorities a place of authority with the right hand of God over all rule and authority. And dare we say over those rulers and authorities. And so we pray with Christ from a position of authority that we want to exert and claim, not let it go unclaimed. There's an urgency to this. Why? We go back to 1 Timothy chapter 2, and the reason we pray for these victories is verse 3 and 4, because God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Prayer for the people who are influencing our lives, governmental leaders, educational leaders, business leaders, entertainment leaders, media leaders, church leaders. Prayer for these people. They influence salvation. They influence people, whether or not people come to Christ. We should be praying for the people who have great influence. You and I, I've got a sphere of influence. You have a sphere of influence. Some of these people have a huge sphere of influence that they've been entrusted with, much, much bigger than ours. So we need to pray for them and pray that that's used righteously and goodly for the gospel 
and not for sinfulness, sinful reasons. Father in heaven, we come to you today and we do indeed pray for our rulers, our leaders, and all who are in authority. We pray today, Father, for our national and state leaders, that they would fear you, that they would, they would not have an agenda against you, that they would not rise up against you in rebellion. They would submit to you, humble themselves before you, and honor you. We pray they would give, they would, they would advocate for righteous laws and not wicked laws. We pray, Lord, that goodness would be rewarded and not punished. We pray that sinfulness, wickedness, lawlessness would be punished so that we might live a free life and a decent life and a good life and that the good people might be free and prosper and that people who are commit heinous crimes might be punished and not prevail. We pray, Father, for our schools. Oh, Father, those who are educating our children, how we pray, Father, they've become, so many of them have become rotten. And I know there's so many good teachers there who really are trying hard. Lord, give them wisdom. Might they be shrewd as a serpent, innocent as a dove. I pray, Lord, for this next generation of, of elementary, high school, and college students to be one to Christ. And I pray you to raise up godly educators. And I pray, Father, for parents to have great wisdom and courage and take the responsibility to make sure their children are receiving a godly, God-centered education for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We pray, Lord, for our business leaders. So many have gone woke, Lord, that they just, they're just catering to, celebrating that which we ought to be ashamed of. I pray, Lord, for honest business dealing. I pray, Lord, for companies to not take sides in this culture war against what is good and right. We pray, Father. I lift up again. We pray for Disney, and I pray, Father, that I pray they'd repent of what they've done. They, I pray there would be a repentance and a turning back to you, and, Lord, that this, these decisions they've made in the last couple of weeks to embrace this LGBT agenda, Lord, would, would be a colossal failure. We pray, Father, for our media leaders. I pray for freedom of speech and on the social media platforms. We pray, Father, for our church leaders. Oh, Father, give them courage and wisdom in these days. Help them to speak prophetically and lead the people of God. Father, we pray today for the leaders and our authorities. We pray that we'd be able to lead a dignified life, a quiet life, a Christian life, a godly life, and that there would be an environment that the gospel could spread rapidly and be glorified. We pray for that for our country. I know, Lord, people tune in here from Europe and India and Nepal and China and some of these countries, Lord, where they're facing far more opposition than we are, and we pray these same prayers for them as well. Give victories so that there could be freedom for the expansion of the gospel. We pray for this. Help us, Lord, to know how to relate to our leaders. Help us to know how to give them honor when necessary, to speak, to speak up against what they're doing when necessary. Help us, Lord, to have good leaders that we find we can honor and those that are difficult. Lord, again, we pray for them. We pray for those who are doing a good job. Strengthen them. Might they prevail. Lord, those who've risen up against you, I pray that their efforts would fall short they would fail, and they'd repent. We pray for these things 
and we pray for an urgency. Forgive our lack of prayer, in this, uh, prayer on this, Lord. Forgive our, our negligence. We're concerned about our we're concerned about all these institutions, but Lord, we confess we pray a whole lot more. We we complain a whole lot more than we pray. Help us, Lord, to change that. We believe prayer works. Thank you, you've given us a place of authority with Jesus Christ seated above these people. I thank you that in Christ, Christ is above all of these people, and and we are in Christ, and we pray for those to to submit to that authority of Christ. We pray these things. Bless your name, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. God bless you, every one of you. I'm so glad you do join me each day. We come here every day, and so I hope if you're new that you will, in fact, join us. Be here every day as we pray, as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, pray over it. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, notify, tell your friends, spread the Word. We're not once a week Christians, we're everyday Christians. We want to get in the Word of God and let it feed our soul every day. So until we meet tomorrow, and I'll be back here at 8.30 a.m., you can watch later in the pod, or listen to the podcast, but until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with His grace and power. Remember, you're seated with Christ. Walk in that victory. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.